great salespeople and the best salespeople are 250% better at qualifying and nurturing their leads. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. And if you don't know much about me, let me give you a little background. Don't be fooled by my name or my ever-changing and colorful hair or even my impressive collection of fun and sometimes crazy shoes. No matter what I present on the outside, I am serious about business. In particular, I'm dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces and helping individuals and businesses unlock their ultimate potential. Before launching my global training company called Shock Your Potential, I was vice president of US sales for two multinational medical device companies responsible for as much as $100 million annually and as many as 500 employees at a time. So when it comes to leadership and sales, I've been there and done that. Each episode is designed to get you thinking, to motivate you, and to get you excited to shock your potential. Listen in today. We used to talk a lot about the 80% of business is done by 20% of people. Now, what's interesting is there's some new data that I think is fascinating, but there's some really um, key elements to how it's successful. Here are the new numbers. Now, granted, this is actually from one major study, but there's a couple different that are backing this up. Right now, we're seeing that 80% of sales are done by 8% of people. Eight. And this is post-COVID data. The real key here is this last number, which is 250%, which is great salespeople and the best salespeople are 250% better at qualifying and nurturing their leads. That excerpt you just heard was uh, from a really fun workshop that I did earlier this year for Meeting Planners International in the lovely state of New Jersey. Now I had a packed room for my topic of, get this, are you ready? I hate sales. That was the uh, title of my presentation. Now, spoiler alert, I don't hate sales at all. <laughs> you know, everyone was in the room to find the answer, I think, to just really one primary burning question. And, and it was like, can we be successful in sales without being pushy? You know, the answer is definitely, definitely yes. But the problem that we face as human beings, there are all human, is to do so without being pushy, it takes a really a, a strong commitment on our part to some strategies that aren't always at the top of our minds and some, I guess, ability to put on the emotional brakes within ourselves, especially when we feel compelled to make a sale. I mean, I have sat in so many sales scenarios where I've been watching salespeople that have worked for me and have seen them think that I'm going to judge them uh, on whether or not they make a sale. And, you know, in certain circumstances, I actually was in one presentation where the people were begging to buy and my salesperson still would never close <laughs> and just say, okay, let's get this going. Um, that was painful. But in every other scenario, it's really about something different. It just depends on what triggers us to make us feel that we have to quote unquote, make that sale. So how do we break this down? Where do we start? Well, I always like to start to look at the data. And from this clip that uh, we started with, I shared some really interesting data that, you know, talks about, you know, the 80-20 rule and a whole different mindset now, and actually not just mindset, but a whole different data point. 
But I have a couple other uh, little data points that, that I think are really, really unique. One uh, is from a survey um, or some study that was done and published on a website called salesinsightslab.com. And one of the things that they came up with, it was data from all these people that said more than 50%, more than 50%, <laughs> yes, you heard that three times, of your prospects aren't really a good fit for what you are selling. Wow, let's breathe that in for a minute. More than 50% of your prospects aren't actually a good fit for what you are selling. Now, another one, uh, it's a research from the Sales Benchmark Index, said that salespeople who don't do a needs assessment with a potential customer, so in other words, you know, asking the questions about whether or not you're a good fit, those people are 73% less likely to close a sale. Wow, because we make a whole lot of assumptions rather than actually having dialogues. Now, uh, so you heard me in the clip say that uh, some of this other data coming out says that the best salespeople, the ones that are 250% better at qualifying and nurturing their leads, that those people are probably onto something. And that's a significant number out there in huge percentage. But really what it's telling you is that the qualifying and the nurturing of leads is vital to success. Now, it depends on what you're measuring success at, but if you're trying to measure it at closing sales, then you know probably it's better to have people that are actually qualified. We're going to talk about that. Not not so, we're going to talk about it here and, and how they're nurtured, but I'm not going to give away all the secrets, but we're going to talk a little bit about it. Now, qualifying leads and nurturing leads are two completely different processes, but when they're worked in tandem, they can deliver really, really powerful results. So let's talk about qualifying leads because this is really, really important. I'm not talking about um, just like, trying to make sure you're asking somebody 4,000 questions before you give them an opportunity to close. I'm talking about several different points in the qualifying process. Now, let's go back to those other data points, that, uh, the one from Sales Insight Lab that says more than 50% of your prospects aren't actually a good fit for what you're selling. And the other with the Sales Benchmark Index that says salespeople who don't do a needs assessment with a potential customer are 73% less likely to close a sale. So this is where I want you to ask yourself, who are you trying to sell to? But more importantly, why? Now, I know you're like, oh, but Michael, I got to sell something. I got to hit my commission. Okay, but that's not really what I mean. The why is about answering the question, do you believe that there's a potential there of something that you have, your goods, your product, your service idea that will benefit that person or that customer, that client, that business. And if you're not really sure, then you're trying the shotgun approach. And I'll tell you, there are some businesses that operate a great deal on the shotgun approach. I mean, every time I try and walk into the grocery store, I'm trying to figure out what door to go in for who's going to be standing out there trying to ask me if I believe in energy or saving animals at the animal shelter. And so those are that's a shotgun approach where you're trying to have so many different um, potential opportunities that you don't care if nine out of 10 of them aren't your match. You're hoping that 10th one is. But I say that's not a good decision. The reason being is that you are not only watering down what you're doing to try and hopefully catch somebody, 
but you're also wasting a lot of time and energy that could be turned into actually developing and furthering relationships that can and will turn into sales or referrals or relationships or affiliate opportunities. But it's based on asking those better questions of who and why. Now, here's a great example. Uh, Now, salespeople and, and sales processes sometimes get a bad rap. It doesn't have to be that way, but let's talk about why. And I'll give a great example from uh, my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> like I have almost 19,000 followers on LinkedIn. Here's the key thing. Every single day, every single day, I have somebody else who wants to connect with me. And I'll tell you what, most of the time I say yes, because I'm looking at whether or not there's some possible synergy there. So I'll say yes, unless they're you know, kind of creepy, and then I will uh, block them. (laughs) But for the most part, I'm saying yes. But where I'm going to really highlight this, where people get the bad rap or where people are spending their energy in other areas is that people are bombarding me immediately in the messages of what they can offer me. Michael, don't you ever need this? Michael, I have the greatest that for you. Just call me, just hit this link here and we can connect and I can learn about your business. Oh, that's another one. Oh, I'd just like to have five minutes to learn about your business. All they're saying is, I know nothing about you, but I really hope there's something that I can sell to you. And that's whatever I am selling. The problem with that is that they're not qualifying me. They're working on an approach that says, I really don't care about you unless you nibble on the uh, on the bait that I have on my fishing hook. <laughs> and if I nibble, great, they think that there's something there. But qualifying means asking some good questions first. It's that sense of, um, you know, doing the needs assessment with somebody to say, tell me what you're looking for. What's important to you? You know, if I sell a software, I'm not going to say, let me tell you all the benefits about my software. I'm going to say, tell me why you're looking for software right now. What would this mean for your business? How have you used it in the past? What makes you look for something right now? The series of questions that put us through the process of learning about whether or not someone even has the remote possibility to want and need what you're selling. And if we do that, then we're actually going to start a much more genuine process with people that takes away that uh, discontent, that discomfort, that ickiness that we feel when we're just being sold. So my challenge to you to think through today is to ask yourself, what am I selling? Why? To whom am I selling? Why? (laughs) And do I spend enough time qualifying them? So whether you love being in sales or hate the idea of being in sales or don't think you're even in sales at all, but by the way, here's a hint, no matter what you do, you are in sales. (laughs) I hate to tell you this if you don't want to hear it, but we're all in sales in one way, shape, or form. But you can create sales scenarios that break stereotypes, that make you different, that make you stand out and make you someone that people want to work with, work aligned to, or refer to. 
Now, if you want to up your sales game, I want to have you consider something that is very new that we are launching right now. I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's called Shock Your Sales Potential Group Coaching Community. Now, each week I deliver a specialized sales training followed by an open Q&A. We're going to have some fun networking events as we go through. Your first session is absolutely free. Just send me an email at Michael at shockyourpotential.com, reference shock your sales potential in the subject line, and I'll send you the registration link. Once you've participated, if you feel like joining us on a regular basis, we would love to have you join our community. So again, pop me an email at michael at shockyourpotential.com. My first name is just like a man's name, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And I'd love to have you uh, be a part of what we're doing, which is about taking sales from something that maybe has a bad rap, maybe doesn't always feel comfortable and turning it into something that is truly unique and will make you feel very proud to say, hmm, what do I do for a living? I'm in sales. Thanks for joining us today. Until tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. Why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.